What's this? It's the Branson Family Podcast. Welcome to the Branson Family Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Hannah. And we'd like for you to join us on our journey in forging faith-filled families. Good morning. Good morning. So, today... Um, our, what, are, what are we talking about today, Hannah? Today, we will be talking about being connected. Mm, connectedness. Yes. Like the most important topic in marriage, I think. Yes, a thousand percent. Because if you're not connected, then you don't want to yeah. try to build a relationship. What do, you, what do you mean by connectedness? You just feel like you can have that conversation with like your spouse. Like I can have a conversation with you and not feel like you can be open and honest yeah. and you can be vulnerable. Yes. And without connectedness, you feel disconnected, yes. which means you feel like you can't be vulnerable with me or you can't tell me the truth, which makes it kind of hard to share life together. Yes. Yeah. You're very good at articulating what mm. I'm trying to say. And I appreciate that. That's because we're so connected. We are babe. so connected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but how? yeah, so connectedness. Um, I, think, I think the first thing I think about um, connectedness, I think about some different relationships that I've seen um, either growing up or throughout my life. And you see married couples, you know, fight. And, and it doesn't even have to be married couples. Today is going to be tailored towards married couples, but people talk past one another, you know, they're even relationships, like building yeah. up to that relationship, like how we got connected, like how I felt we got connected was definitely before our, like before we got married, that pre-marriage mm -hmm. counseling that we yeah. took. I was a much better listener back then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't have to admit that to Okay, I guess. I know, this... but listen, 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 listen. Okay, I'll listen. listen. <laughs> Are you a good listener now? I guess I need this <laughs> lesson more than I need to teach it because my wife is telling me that. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> but I was saying, so before our marriage, we did pre-marriage counseling, and that I think was a huge foundation for us of being, identifying how to be connected. Because you can say, I feel connected. But like understanding how to actually get there to be connected and feel like you can, like you said, have that open conversation and not have to worry about, you know, oh, is he going to love me less for this? Or, oh, is he going to, you know, hold this against me later on, you know? So I would say definitely having those like tools in our toolbox. Yeah, tools in the toolbox. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely, well, I'd like to start the conversation at yeah. like this high level of what is connectedness. Why is it important? I, so when, you know, I saw in, in my, you know, I think everyone comes into relationships with kind of the imprint of what they grew up, right? I think the most important relationship that you'll ever witness in your life is your parents. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Your parents, that's the relationship that you see as a child growing all the way up you know, until you start dating or, or you move out of the house and, you know, you start that process to try to find a mate, you know, to, to be fruitful and multiply with, if you know what I mean, you know, oh my goodness. <laughs> but that, I think 
I learned a lot of bad habits with my parents, right? Oh, no. Like, so my parents, they're wonderful. Like, my mom and dad. Amazing people. Amazing people, right? They're the best mom and best dad ever. And I I wish somebody would have gave them tools in order to communicate better and, and how to live and more connectedness. Because it seemed like whenever they had a confrontation growing up, right? They had that confrontation disconnected, which ended up being that they talked past one another. Neither one of them, it's not that they're not listening. It's just that they're speaking a different language almost. Yeah. Right. So when you're, when you're disconnected, you're speaking a different language. I love you. I love you too, Bella. I'll get you after nap time. Love you, Bella. Yeah. So when you're, when you're not connected, you're speaking a totally different language and you can't, you can't communicate at all. Anything you say is going to go right past the other person. Um, and it's, it's not going to, you're not going to convince them to change their attitude or their mind or their behavior. Right. Yeah. So if normally arguments, I think are a couple different things. They're either, you want somebody to change their behavior or, Really, yeah, you want someone to change your behavior, yeah. right? You want, I <laughs> want my wife to forcefully change her behavior to what I want, which includes making me a sandwich. I'm just nah. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sandwich. Okay. No, but in, in seriousness, it's like how if, I, if I'm having a problem with what Hannah is doing and I want her to do something different or the other way around, Hannah has a problem with what I'm doing and she wants me to change my behavior right? Like what's something that you are really annoyed with me at? Uh, nothing at this current moment. Nothing. See, I'm a perfect husband. Just kidding. Absolutely. Oh, you don't need to roll your eyes. You I didn't just, roll my eyes. Did I say that? I don't think I did say that non-sarcastically. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the biggest tool in the toolbox is for staying connected and having a good, loving, fruitful marriage is the five love languages. And if you don't know what they are, we'll go over them now. And just what, what, what are the five love languages, Hannah? So we got gifts, acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, and quality time. But what are they? So gifts. No, what, what is a love language? Love language, it's just how you feel loved, how you receive love. So it's not, so can we speak a different love language? Yes. Mm. Yes, we can. If we speak a different love language, if I'm trying to communicate with you, should I speak my own love language or your love language? You should speak my love language. Oh, all the time? All the time. Okay. And I will speak your love language. Okay. So that's, that's a key point to the love languages is you have a love language. It's important to know what your love language is, but it's also important, more important to know what your, you know, your partner's love language is because then it's easier for, for them to have their love tank filled up, right? We all have this love tank and the love tank, you know, you show your spouse love and then, you know, it kind of dwindles over time eventually you need that love tank filled up again right yes 
And if you don't have that love tank filled and certain, I think the love language that you are in most, right, is the love tank that gets drained the quickest, right? It's the one you need to fill up yeah, the most. The most <laughs> right? So your love yeah. language is the, you know, the gas or J, you know, or, or oil or whatever you want to call it that gets sucked out the fastest and your partner needs to keep filling that up in order to keep the relationship connected. Yeah. Yeah. What is your love language, Ben? What is your top two love languages? Well, I'm, I'm not going to say my love language. I'm going to say your love language. Oh, okay. Okay, let's hear so it. So your love language right now. Yes. Right? And a love language is change over time they because do. you go through different seasons of your life. And like, like in the beginning, I would say mine was like physical touch with you and quality time. And quality time. Yep, absolutely. And now it's kind of like it's definitely transitioned. acts of service and <laughs> words of affirmation thousand percent yes <laughs> so that that is where hannah's at right so if i if i want to fill up hannah's love tank right the best way for me to do it is to do the dishes to do the laundry to take the trash out and to say honey i love you so much you are doing a great job as a mom and you're the best mom ever you're the best that just made my heart that's, that's just beautiful i love it and that fills up her love tank. She's mm. a very low maintenance woman. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, though. It's it is. It's super true. Okay, so I would say your top two love languages. Mm. Your first one is definitely physical touch. Yes. Your second one. What does he give? Um, maybe words of affirmation for quality time. I would say words of affirmation. Yeah, I think it's just the top one. The top one's physical yeah. touch. <laughs> I know. I, I, I want to see you another one, but it's really just physical touch. Right. Like all she has to do is like scratch my back or mm -hmm. touch my, you know, touch touch my back or or whatever. You know, scratch my back. Scratch your head. Like when we're when we're sleeping, if she just puts her foot on me, like, oh yes. Thank you. I needed that. I feel love. I needed that. I feel love now, right? Um, I, I'd say it's probably a three-way tie between acts of service, uh, words of affirmation, quality time. Like yeah. I, I, I don't really need those filled up too often. Um, certain times, I feel like I need those filled up more than others. But yeah, um, I I don't even like gifts, so um, I'm not a gift person. I'm yeah. just really not. Oh um, well. Because I, I guess I just, I love budgeting so much that yeah. like, I, I <laughs> well, think. you could say like gifts from the girls that are like the little pictures that you get on the daily and like really I'd much hourly. rather than pick up their toys, right? Like yeah. acts of service, I oh, guess, yeah. right? Like a gift, a gift for me, like an act of service is so much more to me than a gift, right? If, yeah. If some, uh, if somebody did, uh you know, if somebody took care of something for me or like when I had a buddy who, who cleaned out my car once when we were on vacation, that just was as like amazing. an active, like a random active, like kindness of service. And like, like that just filled my love tank up so much. I was like, yeah. no, no way. And I, like, like no one in their right mind would ever help a friend out this much. It's it's crazy. Like our minivan was destroyed. Yeah, I mean three kids. Hannah put it up on a pole once. 
and <laughs> I put it, I hit a whatever. Yeah. It's we're at a carport, okay? There's like three whatever. She's backing into a carport and like the back left of our car was up on this like wooden post. But he did buff it out. Yeah, he buffed I it out. It and I too. my car looked brand new. And yeah. this is you know after we've owned the car for like 40,000 miles and we've got a lot of dinks and yeah. scratches on it. He buffed all the scratches out, which was vacuumed awesome. out the car and all the car stuff. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> I had the best, best friends ever. But yeah, he's such a good guy. Such an amazing guy. But that's, uh, you know, so that's love languages. So really, I think what, what is the more important part of love languages is they're, you know, they're, they're a way to keep your marriage healthy right? They're a way to focus on, because I think contrary to what a lot of people think, I think Hannah is my number one, like, you know, this is the number one partnership right here. It's, it's never going to be the kids because like we made the kids or, you know, Jesus. And the kids the turn kids. to us like, for advice and the kids know. need us to have, to show them that foundation and show them that like how and you know, a good relationship yeah. with God at the center and it, how it can. Yeah, it can't be mommy versus daddy. Yeah. It's got to, like, we got to be on the same team. And the only way you can stay on the same team is if you keep that love open, stay connected and speak that other person's love language yeah. constantly. It's got to be a, you know, it's got to be a conscious effort. A lot of times, because my, you know, my love language is physical touch. So if, if I was just, speaking Hannah's love language all the time and just, you know, or speaking my own love language to Hannah, right? Just coming up, giving her random hugs and, you know, just... After me holding the baby all yeah, night long. After she's, yeah. Physically, like... She's drained. physically exhausted of being touched because yeah. <laughs> we have three babies, right? Three babies. She doesn't get any time to herself where she's not touched. So all of a sudden I'm touching her and it's like the last thing she wants, right? <laughs> she doesn't want to be touched anymore. She got kids all over touching her all day. Yeah. I come home from work. Like the first thing I need to do is not ask for my love tank to be filled, but to fill her love tank, right? So the first yeah. thing I do is always like, I come home, I, I see what needs to be done in the house and immediately, you know, take out the trash. Yeah. Do do the dishes that are in the dish, the sink. And if there's a load of laundry, you know, get the load of laundry taken care of, right? The things that she just can't do because we have three babies, right? Like yeah. it's it's not, you know, it's not that she can't do it, it's just that it's better if I take care of it because we can kill two birds with one stone. We can get the laundry done and we can get her love tank filled. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Right. And he knows physical touch will come his way later if yeah. my love tank is full because it, if it's not full <laughs> i don't want to be touched i don't want to be near yeah. someone <laughs> i guess this is a good lesson for me too right <laughs> if you want but your you love have, you have yeah. i will say you have really stepped up the Thank past you. month now like of just like helping me out with just like not even asking me just doing it and that has been like so amazing. Yeah. You can't ask for your love tank to be filled because normally yeah. it doesn't get filled if you ask it to get filled. Understand and and women won't tell you what their what yeah. their current, you know, what their current love language is. You have to figure that out on your own, dudes, right? Like just try them, right? Like, you know, like do an active serve a random active service and see how she reacts, you know, if she's 
she couldn't care less, then okay, you don't do dishes anymore because she don't care, right? <laughs> uh, try, you know, try physical touch, yeah. try the, you know, the, the foot massage, see if that works. If it doesn't work, you know, just try something else. Tell her how beautiful she is and yeah. tell her. Leave her like know, little notes around the house. Yeah, little so notes. Like, yeah. You know. Spend some quality time going yeah. on a hike or something buy her a gift maybe she likes roses yeah flowers a bouquet or something yeah figure out what your girl likes and then and i feel like you kind of know yeah. i mean i don't want to say like that you know like but i feel like yeah maybe not i would definitely ask well it depends it like early on right early on first couple of years of a relationship maybe you don't know right yeah because the the first couple of years of a relationship you're in like la la land, right? <laughs> you're just, it's, it's like the euphoria, the high of being in something new, right? The, the hard part is when you get punched in the face by reality <laughs> and then you actually have to communicate. Yeah. So the, the easy part is always the first couple of years in a relationship. I feel like us, it was like reverse. It was so, I mean, not to say we weren't communicating, but it was like, you were gone. Yeah, so half I'm, the time. Yeah, so I'm in the military and there there is obviously like we had our challenges pretty quickly in uh, yeah. in our love language communication just because life hit us right away, right? So we got married nine months later after we got married. Uh we had our first kid. Um yeah. I was gone military training a lot when we first got married. And then at my first duty station, I, I was gone a lot on different training exercises. And then I hit my first deployment. Yeah. You know. And communicating via telephone is not great at all. If you ever have like a problem, don't ever text or email. Because it's like, that is such a terrible way to communicate. And, but sometimes it's the only but way. To, but I will say it was right? the only way and we made it work. Right. Like, a, well, Hannah and I definitely. I wrote you know, letters and. Yeah, there was, there were some times where we had difficult times communicating, but it's, I think the main reason is my love language is physical touch, so it's hard to yeah. physically touch somebody when they're on the other side of the globe for nine months. Yeah, and uh, and I was trying to come up with ways to just have like, you know, something like we made him a pillowcase. Yeah, I, feel I think like that I was, was getting ready to say that. Like that was beyond like the best thing that I mom, got over your mom's idea. Yeah, over there, there was a basically we got a uh, that she sent me a pillowcase and I had all the pictures of my you know my two little girls at the time and Hannah and like some of our favorite photos on a pillowcase mm -hmm. and I think the reason was not the gift it was the fact that I could put my face on it at night right like I, I hold it I could I could hold it right I could touch it and like my love language is physical touch so I needed. I needed something that I could touch my family with, right? And actually physically hold my family when I couldn't actually do that you yeah. know, many, many thousands of miles away. Um, That's cool. I didn't, I mean, like I, I knew the pillow, we sent you the pillowcase, but I didn't know how much that affected you. And No, that affected me a lot. And that mm -hmm. was that and the, uh, the, like the picture book. Oh, yeah. Right, she sent me a picture book, and I could physically hold. I literally flipped through that picture book every night after I got off shift. Like, those are your mom's ideas, actually. To be honest, I'm gonna. Yeah. 
and let her take that one. That was, I mean, I picked up, we picked out the pictures together, but yeah. What's up? I love you. So was there any, any at point in our marriage where you felt was the hardest one deployment? Was that it for love languages or connectedness? Yeah. Yes. And like, so yeah, that was difficult. We made it work and, you know, communicating was hard, but I think when you actually came back from deployment and readjusting, like having you back home was a little more hard. Like, cause I normally don't have to communicate with anyone. I just grab the kids and go, or I do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. So when you came back, it was hard to like readjust me like, oh, I have to check in with my husband now to make sure we can go here or there, you know, oh, we have a strict schedule of like the kids have to be down at this certain point. So it was hard to like, readjust and then also just picking up and moving too was like when we came to california and everything like right after you deployed i feel like it was just like one thing after another yeah that was so i think that was like a really growing experience for me to like be able to communicate yeah. with you and tell you like hey and so i got back from deployment in march and we were pcsing in april no we left may May. No, it was, oh yeah, it was Adeline's Because we, well, because we were so talking. Month, like a month and a half after we got back. Yeah, because it was an option. And then when like COVID hit, everyone stopped moving. So we're like, oh, we're not moving. And then the military was like, hey, actually, if you can move this week, yeah, go for it. Like you have the, like, you need to be there to check in and go to school and everything. So it was like this readjusting of like, okay, my husband just came back. Yeah. So my like <laughs> my whole thought process coming back from deployment was, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna get my family. I'm gonna I'm gonna get them across the country. I'm gonna get, and I didn't take time. Like, I didn't take enough time to just reconnect. Yeah. Um, with Hannah, right? That was that was my my mistake, right? We. Well, yeah. I mean, we. We, plus like you were working nonstop. So coming back, you were like, I have to do something. I need to do something. Cause you just felt like yeah, a lot of anxiety of like, yeah, definitely. There was like coming back and just like, uh, what do I do now? You, you work like th 300 and something days straight and, and sitting on a couch and watching TV, just is not going to do it for yeah. you. Right. Like, like I, I yeah, you, you feel like, you know, I need to be doing something. And Hannah, like Hannah doesn't need me to do anything. She was fine without me for, <laughs> for 300 something days. I think that's like the, the thing you realize when you come back from deployment overseas is like, like, especially military wives, they got it. They, they <laughs> got to keep rolling, man. We gotta they keep have going. adjusted to life without me. And I come back and realize, oh, they don't need me. And I got all this leave and I got nothing to do and I'm like trying to be helpful, but I'm not helpful. I'm just making things worse. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, the, I think the deployment, the point deployment's pretty easy. It's the readjusting back to being a normal person again is the hard part. And yeah. I think that the best thing to do when you're like readjusting to things like that is to focus on love languages and yeah. just be like, how can I, how can I stay connected yeah. with my, with my partner and not, and like, it doesn't have to be in the military, just normal people go through really hard life stressors. 
Yeah. And it could be different. Like you being away, oh, like away from your husband or spouse for like a week could stress you out that much, you know, mm-hmm. like coming yeah. back that week, just having that quality time or like whatever that like words of affirmation or gifts or something like mm-hmm. to reconnect is huge. Yeah. So what are they again for everyone? What are the love languages? So we got gifts, mm, gifts, acts of service, acts of service, physical touch, okay. words of affirmation. I love you and quality time those are huge what is so for what do you think god's love language is uh acts of service i don't know <laughs> no, I, not, I mean I, I guess it's just it's a silly question but yeah I was like, uh, but i think like i think god has maybe not an acts of service, i think god has all the love languages really when you think about it so like gifts right um like what what you do for the most vulnerable loves you have done for me i didn't quote that right right but like giving gifts to the homeless or the needy or, or that's feeding. Acts of service right well i think well, gifts and acts of service are like yeah. kind of one and the same right if you if you give a gift of food to a hungry person that's true that is like that can be a gift also you know, helping a person who needs it find a job, that could be an act of service, you know, or, you know, giving, you know, helping them have a shower or something or clean up. That's an act of service, right? Yeah. You know, physical touch. I mean, that, like giving, you know, giving a friend, a, you know, somebody a hug who needs a hug, you know, I think that's an, a, act of physical touch towards god you know yeah like touching god touching those who don't want it. like you talk about leprosy in the bible right and no one wanted to touch lepers you know you had to lepers had to say before they went anywhere like unclean 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 yeah you know and they weren't like these people were separated from society they weren't physically touched they were physically separated and jesus did the opposite right he he went and that was what was so you know, those people needed physical touch. And there's a lot of saints uh, throughout the ages who have, you know, actually went to leper colonies who didn't have leprosy. Um, but to provide that physical touch and that love, you know, all the love languages, but especially physical touch for um, for those who just, you know, they're, they're diseased and yet it doesn't matter. I'm going to, I'm going to touch you anyway. I'm going to show you love. Uh, words of affirmation, I think, you know, I, I think as far as showing the world love, right. Like not, not using harsh language and, and being mm-hmm. kind to, to random strangers, you know, even if they may have wronged you or, or something, I'm really bad at that. Right? <laughs> somebody cuts me off in traffic. The first thing I want to do is roll it down my window and yell obscenities, but I don't, that's not right. Right. I need to, you know, do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when when you're driving down the freeway and somebody comes on the shoulder on the on ramp and then just cuts you off, you know. Oh, I'm you slow. Just, yeah. yeah. And they're not going the speed of traffic or anything. They're just, you know, right in front of you. Right in front of you. You just need to remember those words of affirmation. I love you, and you are a child of God too. So. You are. <laughs> Keep repeating that a couple times. Keep repeating it to myself. Um, and then quality time, you know, 
Uh, think, doing your devotions yeah prayer. Think, yeah prayer i think you know going to church giving giving god back the time that he wants i think god wants time from us and yeah. that's uh i think those are all important not only to stay connected to your significant other but to stay connected you know to god yeah i like it mm. so what do you want to leave with them challenge oh uh, the challenge for the week is to figure out your significant other's love language or there's oh. also a website love languages that you can take the love language test if you don't mm. know yours no okay or and then you take it and then see what you think and okay. then come and then come back with your spouse and then kind of see yeah together work it out together yeah so come back with your spouse both of you take the test. We'll leave the link in the description. And or if you already know your love language, just tell your spouse, like, hey, yeah. this is my love language. Just do you know? A, yeah. yeah. Do you know how to talk to me? Yeah. Or do you know how to fill up my love tank? Yeah. Because my love tank can need to fill in right now. Yeah. And just communicating with them and being open about that because that's just a huge mm -hmm. way to be connected to your spouse. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that it for today? I think so. You want to take us out? Peace out. Girl Scout. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Branson Family Podcast. If you like this episode, subscribe to our channel so you can get notified every time we upload valuable content. Also check out our Facebook page in the description below. Please leave us a comment to let us know how we did and how we can do better.